What's good? I am back like I told you I would be. I know you didn't think I'd be back this soon, but hey, I had to talk about Jamaica. My tongue is orange if you're watching because I have been drinking some of this bush tea, as the Jamaicans call it. Also, I call it herbal medicinal tea, but it has some turmeric, ginger, and as you can see, yeah, it's been doing me some good. I'm detoxing from this trip. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. I don't know if you've been to Jamaica, but if you haven't, I'm going to give you the tea while drinking the tea and answering questions that people have been asking me. I literally had people inboxing me while I was in Jamaica, asked me about, you know, the all exclusive stuff I was talking about and how was it. And then too, being gay and going to Jamaica, that's a whole nother level, right? All right, let's get into it. I'm ready. You ready? You know, it's time to spark up and get the mood set so we can talk about this Jamaica trip and make sure that you're ready to go and have all the things and the tools that you need to make sure you have the, a great time in Jamaica. I promise you, make sure you listen to this once, twice, share it with a friend. And I mean, we're going to get you ready from actually getting your passports to the process of getting it together and actually hopping on that flight, talking about some flight details, flight benefits, what some good airlines to take and why, you know, where you are located in the country. So come on, let's get into Jamaica. Yeah, mine. Welcome to any first time listeners. Thanks for joining. Please share, like. I'm on all major platforms from Apple to Spotify, whatever. I'm just really getting the juices going, getting comfortable with this podcast finding topics I want to talk about, looking still for people to actually come on and, you know, vibe with me. I know that I'm new to the game, so it's going to take some time for reputation to build up, but I promise you the information that's given on this Tribe Vibe um, podcast is worth it. It's legit. And if I know, if I speak from just opinion, I'm going to let you know, but when I speak from facts, you're also going to know that as well. So let's spark up. And let's get ready because that's what we do. We create the vibe and then we give you the information. It's always that first pull, you know, top of the morning to you or night, wherever you may be. This is going to be my travel, um, however you want to call it. Not however you want to call it. This is going to be my travel um, blog or not blog, but my travel, uh, what you call it thing? My travel series. There you go. I knew if I took a couple more pulls of this blunt that it would come to me. And there it is. It came to me. Now, honestly... I don't smoke big blunts a lot of the times because I smoke all during the day. It's just my ritual. If it's not THC, it's CBD. And if it's not um, separate, it's together to build that balance. And because I don't do pills or anything like that, this is for my medicinal purposes. And uh, I promote it. If you want to know more about my regimen, tap in Chef Third Eye Zoe at Tribe LLC. I'll make sure to share it with you and um, give you access to the website where you can purchase my herbal teas and things like that to continue to build an organic source of medicinal healing. All right. With that being said, 
let's start with Jamaica, man. First of all, I'm back. I'm detoxing. And I had an amazing time. This trip went right up to number one of any trips I've ever taken, international or domestic. I promise you. And I'm going to give you some reasons why. First, let's start the process of going to Jamaica. You know, what does it take to actually get over there on that side of the globe and experience the beautiful island with all its mischiefs and things that you can get into? I promise you, you will not be disappointed by taking this trip, first of all. You do need a passport to go to Jamaica. So if you don't have a passport, that's the first step. And I'm going to give you some quick tips on the best route to take to get your passport the quickest way. First, you want to go to the United States Postal Service. You want to go on their website, download the application, fill it out at home, make sure you have everything filled out properly. And then I go to Costco every time because it's the cheapest. I think it's like six to ten bucks to get your passport pictures taken. But go to a place close to you where you can get your passport pictures taken and get your passport pictures taken. You only need two. Once you get your passport pictures taken and you have your application, set an appointment time with the USPS or Postal Service because guess what? They have locations that do full service um, passport, registration passport, and everything to the whole process. And when you want to spend money, where you want to spend your money most is on the expedition of your passport. Because right now, I promise you, it takes anywhere from like three weeks to six weeks or more to get your passport on hand before you're even able to travel. So going to Jamaica has to be realistic first by getting your passport. And then you also want to go to the Department of um, Travel State. And I'll put these links in the podcast as I find them. I will post them in there to make sure that I have links in there that are most helpful to you. So when you go to the Department of the State website, this is where you find out if you need any shots, if you need COVID documentation or anything. Currently, which right now is May 2023, I don't know when you're going to listen to this podcast, but currently you do not need COVID anything to go to Jamaica or any other shots to go to Jamaica. How? I know because I was so excited about going and initially I said that I was going to go to Jamaica this year for my birthday, but my initial plans fell through. So I kind of was like, I'm still going to go, but I really didn't think about the shots or whatever. Literally within two weeks of me actually leaving is when I booked everything and decided that this is what I was going to do for my birthday. So even if there were shots to take, honey, I was going to Jamaica. I was going to make this happen regardless. Now where you can go get your shots, you can go get them a couple of places. If you want to get them, you know, for free or the cheapest, go to the health department, make an appointment with them and take the paperwork that you need. And this is for travel anywhere out the country, or anywhere where you need to get shot. So this is a black service community, you know, um, that I'm putting out there because I want you guys to know that every country you go to, there are different requirements and the um, health department, the state, excuse me, the government state website also gives you those details. And I will put that down there so you can check them out. No matter where you're going, you'll know what you need to get there and you'll know the process. And when I travel, I've been traveling for years. Um, I've gone out the country. I've been to Africa. I've been to the islands. I've been the only place I haven't really been to yet is Europe. So I'm looking forward to that and getting into more trips to Europe coming up in the next couple of years. So in saying so in the process of getting to Jamaica and what you need, 
Another thing that you will need, and this is to travel domestically, it helps to have the PS, the TSA pre-check. And of course, all these things cost money, but once you get them, like the passport is like five to seven years, I think you get it for 10 years. So you won't have to spend that amount of money for that amount of time. And then with the TSA pre-check, it's like six years. I think mine is coming due the end of this year and next year. And with the passport, it's around like $180 if you're going to get it expedited. When you go into that office with the passport, you have your information. You make sure you sit in front of somebody and they put the packet together and check and make sure everything's in there because that's what they're going to do when it gets to the passport office. So it makes it easier. And another government official is doing this, which gives the passport office you know, that extra check that, oh, they don't have to do as much work to process this. So it kind of gives them an indication of this is going to be easy paperwork to get through. Right. So in saying that, when you get your passport processed and they, you know, you ask them to expedite and you pay for expedition and everything. Honestly, I got my passport like about four or five years ago and I got my passport in two weeks and I took it to the post office they tracked it. I was it was expedited. They put the stamp and the and everything in it, and you know did it for me. And just I just waited for it. And then you could go on the website for the passport and check to see where yours is in the process. You can call. You can send an email. I don't know if you can still do that today, but I know there's a process where you can check on the status of your actual passport. So once you get that going, then with the um the TSA pre-check, it doesn't take that long. It's just a process of getting it done. You fill out the application. They send you to locations nearest to you where you can go to actually show them the documents that they asked for. And then you can go ahead and they'll give you your known traveler's number. That process, I think, took like a week. So once I got that, and then another thing you want to do when you're traveling globally, when you're traveling internationally, is to get the global entry. It's like TSA pre-check, but it's overseas. So with the global entry, which is another cost, that too is around like $150 to $200. But again, you want to get these things because if you want to cut down your time, let's say your flight is running late or security checks or whatever the case may be, to get through stuff faster, these are the things you're going to have to do. Now, if you don't, it doesn't matter to you how long you stay in the airport to process your paperwork, don't get it. You don't. It's not a must that you get the pre-check. It's not a must that you get the known tra um, the global travel, but it does assist you in the process of getting things done quicker. And as you start to travel, you will see that these things will help you. And the cost is very much so um, something that is you would want to do. Now, in saying so, as far as that, there's another thing that makes it faster to get through the airports and things like this. But if only, you know, you need this type of assistance and me. I have an injury from when I was in the military and when I was playing basketball with my foot and with my back. So I do wheelchair assist. So when you see me in the airport, nine times out of ten, you're going to see somebody pushing me and there's no shame in it because I can't, I can't walk through the airport and go through all of that stuff and still be able to do what I need to do when I get to the other side where I need to be. I'm a disabled veteran on record and it's for a reason. I'm not just saying I'm disabled. So with the wheelchair assist, when you first get into the airport, whatever airport you're going into, you need to let them know at the desk. You need to go to the desk. Even if you don't have any bags to check in, you need to go to the airline's uh, front desk and let them know you need wheelchair assist. Once you let them know, they'll tell you whatever designated place you need to sit at or be at for them to come and pick you up. You go to that spot. You wait. They come and get you. 
they take you to the front of the line, the TSA, it doesn't matter how long the line is. And then you don't have to take off your shoes and everything in some airports. Some, you know, they play around, whatever, whatever. So once you get in the wheelchair assist, you go through TSA, you go through customs, you go through, you know, both sides, domestic and internationally, you go to the top, you go to the front of the line or damn near the front of the line. So you cut down a lot of downtime. And then with wheelchair assist, let me give you the rundown. These are the things that they can do for you. They can take you to the restroom. They can take you to get something to eat. They can take you to get money. The thing is about wheelchair assist or anyone that helps you, and this is just me. I live in Vegas, so this is just something that we do. We tip. Tip those people. They're working hard. Imagine pushing my ass almost 200 pounds up and down the damn rail. Nah, you always need to have some money when you're going through that airport to tip those wheelchair assists. And I know if you're doing a lot of traveling, a lot of layovers, a lot of legs, and you still got places to go, just make sure it's, it doesn't take much. $3, $2, a dollar, $5, you know what I'm saying? 10, 20, whatever. Tip. Because tipping let people know that you appreciate them outside of them doing their regular job. But if they're not doing it, don't tip. Don't tip just because you feel like you have to tip. Tip and make it make sense. Because another thing about tipping, and we'll talk about this more when we get into the whole Jamaica thing. Make sure it makes sense, okay? We'll we'll keep to that for now. So, now, my travel time going to Jamaica, I had um, some layovers. And the thing was, and this is another tip, so get ready for this tip. When you're traveling, and this is something, again, I'm going to put this in the, um, now, this is this is really one of my, my major secrets when I'm traveling is I use Google Flights. Google Flights, damn near is like the FAA. They get all the different flights, cancellations or whatever on point because everybody's registered with Google. So their information will be, you know, uploaded and updated first. So Google flights has flights for like two, three years down the road as far as pricing and all of that stuff. So you can really book well into advance and also know when to like uh, go or when you want to go somewhere because the cost is much cheaper or whatever the case may be. Then once you choose which airlines you're going to take, you can purchase it directly through that airline or you can purchase it through whatever various carriers, whichever one is the cheapest for you. Now, I'm talking about the airlines and baggage and stuff. That is very important because when you're going abroad, you're definitely going to take more than just a carry-on. And honestly, this is how I pack, which is another tip. If I'm stateside, there's never a time where I'm taking more than two bags and there's two carry-ons or a personal item and a carry-on. So I'm taking, and I'm never staying no more than four to seven days. Like I don't have time out of my schedule or whatever. And to be away from my home, I do Airbnb. I have a pet, you know what I'm saying? So I have other businesses that I need to be on ground to do what I need to do. So yes. I'm getting more to automation, but until I get there, this is how I move and this is how I roll. So packing and, and having costs and stuff occurred for baggage. Some airlines, I found out Southwest does not charge for baggage. You can take as many bags as you want for free. Imagine that. But once y'all at Southwest get your whole software and stuff, and you upgrade your system, I might fuck with you. But until then, I'm not because God, it behooves me if I go to the airport and I try to get on a flight. And because the system is down, everything has been canceled and I no longer have a flight and I now have to figure something else out. Not going to do it. That's another stretcher. When I go to the airport, I take my edibles. I eat them prior to maybe 30 minutes prior to when I'm in the airport. I'm on my edibles. 
when I get on that airplane, I ask for at least two Jacks. Um, and then I drink that with some Coke or Pepsi, whichever one they offer. And I'm asleep. I don't talk anything. So I'm telling you now, if you see me in the airport, this is my vibe. Don't be offended by it. This is how I move. Because at the end of the day, my anxiety be so high. If I don't do those things to stay calm, then I'm the damn fool on the damn plane cutting the fuck up and we can't go nowhere. And y'all don't want that. I don't want that. You know, so let's keep it a buck. Let's, you know, try to keep anxiety down at the airport if nowhere else because it, it, it gets stressful. You got your baby crying over here. You got the woman um, yelling, you know, because she didn't get the, the flight she wanted or the seat she wanted. You got the dude trying to be disrespectful, you know, so it's a lot going on at the airport. It's best that you do whatever you need to do to move accordingly and as quickly. If you're one of those people who come at the last minute and want to run through TSA to get on your flight, baby, there's nothing I can do to help you. That's just your mode and that's just what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? But if you take my tips into consideration, especially with baggage, <laughs> you're going to save so much money. So now when you're doing baggage, you check online to see what size of bags you can take. Make sure you measure, make sure you're in compliance. Don't be going to the damn airport and be the motherfuckers who take their luggage and put it in that little, um, you know, stand up, stand up, um, kiosk to see if your bag will fit so that you can know if you have to pay extra or not nine times out of ten you're gonna have to pay extra because you know damn well that shit don't fit but me take the same bags i checked them out i got my louis i got my dang on uh telfar and then i got either and this is domestic i got my louis and i got my telfar i'm good when I'm going abroad, then I got my Louis, my Telfar, and I got another, you know, um, I get one of those hard case, hard shell case rollers, and then I check that in. So those, at max, I travel three to four bags. You know, I try to keep it simple, and I don't fill up the bags, one of the bags, especially the one, perhaps, that I'm traveling with that I'm checking in because I'm going to purchase some things and bring them back. So make it make sense. Don't go over there occurring costs because you haven't did your baggage checking and you don't know how much it is because baggage like starts anywhere from $50 on up. Let's be real. You, you didn't already pay for a flight. You may have paid, especially to go to Jamaica. You can pay anywhere from uh, 200 on up. So then you got to get to the airport. Surprise, you got to pay another 75 bucks. It's the cost of occurring real quick. And you'd be like broke by the time you get to your vacation because you didn't understand all the costs that had to do with traveling. And this is why I'm telling you, even getting to the airport, nine times out of 10, you have to catch an Uber or a Lyft, you know, if you don't have somebody to take you. So that's another cost. And then when you get on the other side, Uber or Lyft may be another cost, you know. So what you can do before you even leave, I promise you, because some cities you go to, it may be 10 minutes and you may be paying 80 bucks. And I promise you, I'm not lying. Try Atlanta, try Cali, San Diego, you know, try Vegas, you know, I promise you. Any, on any given day, I may come here back to Vegas at night, especially from the East Coast, and I may pay anywhere from 60 to $80 to get 20 minutes from the airport, and that's to my home. So it's like, this is not an exaggeration, but another tip that's inside of that tip is when you're using you Uber or Lyft, and you first, you know, say, come and pick me up, and it gives you this crazy price, nine times out of 10, that's a peak time for them. And what happens is you can either move like, you know, some distance away, hundreds of feet, 500 feet or whatever from where you were and try the process again and see if the price changes or give it a five to 10 minutes 
and try it again. And those two things have worked for me. And, you know, like initially I may go into the app and it may be $40 and then I may go back in and it may be just 30, you know? So yeah, but you got to keep trying. It may not work, you know, but let me know if it does, because that's my little twerky quirky. I never heard anyone say that, but that's something I've, I've done and it's worked for me. So I don't use Lyft. I used to, I use Uber. I wish I didn't have to use any of them, but they are convenient, you know, because, um, and even too, I use the bus when I have to, I use the subway. I like using different modes of transportation. I'll ride a bike, whatever, skateboard. If I can do it, I'm going to do it and just get where I need to be. You know, that's the type of person I am. And I'm such an outdoorsy, like non-traditional person. I'm going to do whatever I feel like doing in the moment. I, I don't get where I'm going to be. So um, that's the T about the whole baggage. Make sure you understand the cost and the size of the baggage that you're taking where you need to go. So travel time, it's like this. If they tell you your flight leaves at 11 a.m., make sure you get to the airport two hours, no less than two hours. I don't care what nobody else tell you. If you're going internationally, make it three hours, domestic two hours. Because you get to that damn desk, it may be a line. So you didn't count account for that. Then, depending on what time you get, and this is something you really have to plan your trip. I've gotten stuck internationally and domestically where, excuse me, got a bag full of money and cards to use, but everything is closed and I'm starving. And it is ended up bad to a point where I had to call the ambulance on the way home because I couldn't make it. So when I tell you that you really need to be mindful of, you know, planning your trip. If you're going somewhere and you're going to get there when everything is closed, make sure you pack something to eat. And guess what? It's another tip. And I'm talking about it's eating. Guess what you can take into the airport and then eat on the other side. That's really going to be wholesome. Some dang on dried noodles, whether it be ramen noodles, um, Martian noodles, however you pronounce that, uh, you know, even if they're like um, five, whatever, get you some noodles and then ask the doggone stewardess if it's going to be that long or when you get on the other side, get some hot water, put them in there and have you some noodles. And guess what? I saw somebody do that and I was like, Eureka, why didn't I think of that before? But I also do the same thing. Like I, when I was leaving for Jamaica, I made a whole pasta dish, yo. <laughs> I made pasta and shrimp and stuff, took it on the doggone plane. People was like, where you get that from? This whole girl was like, you over there, chef, and didn't even know I was a chef. I was tearing that shit up, and I was feeling bad because everybody was looking, but, um, you know, check me out on the chef's side, you know. Tag, uh, send me a direct message if you got an event or party. I would love to chef for you. I would love to bartend, too, and definitely I will leave my links for my services. I would appreciate any business and support. Because, you know, your girl trying to get the brand out there and make sure everybody eat good and feel good, whatever way it comes through. Then, whoo, I'm telling you, just make sure that you understand your travel time. Make sure that you your nutrition and, you know, with the liquid stuff, honestly, here's the thing. Because this is the thing that always gets me trapped up and. What it is, is that I've been profiled. Like, I'm always profiled through TSA, and it's fucked up, so I'm putting this out there. Any TSA agents watching, supervisor, bosses, or whatever, talk to your people, especially at the Vegas sites, especially at the Charlotte, Atlanta, whatever. Talk to your people, because 
it can't be that every time I come through TSA, you're taking my stuff and you want to run it an extra time or whatever. I don't have drugs and I don't carry drugs and I don't carry anything else, no weapons or anything else. When I'm traveling, I'm traveling to get somewhere to take care of some business or to do some personal, you know, make sure people good. So for those reasons, stop it because I'm tired of being profiled and it, it's, it, it needs to stop and it's sickening, you know? So yeah, um, coming through TSA, I have my edibles to eat. I have a pasta and I, you know, wrapped it up real good. Another tip, when you're wrapping stuff up and you want it to stay warm, use plastic wrap. And I mean, wrap that hoe up real good. That mug will stay warm for hours. Because when I got on the flight, I didn't have to ask nobody to warm nothing up for me. I was just ready to eat my pasta and it was good. All right. So that's that with travel time. Be aware. Make sure you have things to eat. Make sure if there's any type of delays or whatever, you're on top of it, that you've downloaded the app to the actual airline because that will help you keep up with the latest changes and, you know, especially with the gates or whatever. Be familiar with the airports that you're stopping at because some airports you have to um, hop on trains and trans and whatever they want to call it just to get to certain places and then avoid those things that become too much to navigate. For instance, let me tell you about the St. Louis airport, which I will never be going again on earth. And if I do, I will make sure that I put on a dress and heels because I said I wouldn't and I'm doing this. And y'all know y'all ain't never seen that. Okay, so we arrived from Jamaica in St. Louis, right? And when we arrived, they tell us we need to deboard because they need to clean the plane or whatever. And we need to go through customs since we just got back from an international flight. That makes sense. I'm with it. And I'm sitting over here touching this. This is one of my trinkets I got from Jamaica out of the water when I went for my beach day and I put it in my hair and it's not going anywhere. And these oh, wicks are coming together. And, you know, I'm a jack of all trades. So I'm telling you now I did my own wicks. I can do wicks. If you want me to do yours, Chef Third Eyes LLC.com for the details, because trust me, we do a detox first. I give you a whole package of um, stuff that you can use until you come back to get your next maintenance. If you're starting fresh, if you're coming to maintenance, there's different pricings. It may take up to 48 hours, depending on the difficulty of what you got to do. If you know anything about working with wigs, um, crochet or elephant trunks, locks, you understand what I'm saying. So please reach out to me. I'm starting the book now and I would really love to put some healing hands in your hair and growing hands to make sure that, you know, you're getting the nourishment you need to have your locks because these have been in for over 10 years and I put them together, you know, and it's just because I don't have all the time I want. And if you can't see this, those who can see it, you see me messing with my hair, but yeah, it's coming together. I love my lock. Like I love my locks. My hair absolutely is a part of me. Not trying to cut them. If I do cut them, it's to start and refresh them or whatever. But I promise you, this is like my seven head of locks. So this, it wouldn't be the first time, but trust me, the locks not going anywhere, whether they short, whatever. If I got a temporary little cute little wave set going on, it's whatever. But getting back to this whole traveling, going to Jamaica line, let's talk about it. So again, I was stuck on travel time. I told you about the airlines and the baggage and 
some people like certain airlines like Spirit or Frontier or whatever. I travel with Frontier because Frontier has been decent to me. I absolutely had an incident when I initially started and it was about the baggage. But once I straightened that out and here's something else that you guys need to understand, because this has happened to me, not just with Frontier, but it's happened to me internationally mostly. So when you have your baggage, right, and you start your trip or whatever, they're allowing you to go through whatever baggage they're not charging you. Then you get to one um, point in your stop, whether you're going or coming back, and they tell you, well, you have to pay because you have too much baggage and both of those can't be personal items, blah, blah, blah. You have to know the policies in which you're flying under as far as baggage, but I've never had to pay extra because somebody tried me. And at the end of the day, it was just them trying to get extra money because it wasn't about me breaking the rules because if I'm almost, if I have arrived in my flight and I'm on my way back home and you've allowed me to come through different places with these bags, ain't no way you're getting ready to charge me on this leg to go back because I've already been, you know, so come on, stop playing. Let's not even do that. But just be aware of that and make sure when somebody tries to do that to you, ask to speak to a manager or just, you know, let them know that's not how the policy works. So moving right along. Now, when you're going through this whole travel time and you have to lay over versus a straight through, this is you too, the choices you make on the flight. So the cheaper the flight, sometimes you may have to lay over or make several stops, right? So in saying that, you have to consider all of that in your travels. That's something you want to do. So if you don't, do, um, and when I was going to Jamaica, I had two stops um, both ways. I stopped going in Denver and in... Um, Philadelphia, I think it was. And then when I was coming back, I stopped in St. Louis and then went back to Denver and then Vegas. So I definitely did two stops and layovers. And the way I did it, it was just like the longest stop was in Denver. And Denver had access to food 24 hours. Like Denver Airport is one of the best international airports like I've been to. They also have a um USO. And if you're in the military, you know what that is. So when you're traveling and you're in the military, this is another tip. And this is another perk. When you're in the military and you're traveling, you can stop at the USO uh, place. And it's a place where, you know, veterans, retired or active duty can stay and wait for their flights. They have food, they have TV, they have places you can sleep and, you know, they give away stuff for free. So definitely check out the USO acts, you know, any of the gate agents or ask any of the customer service agents, whatever in the airport, where's the USO office. And if they don't have clear signs designated, definitely they'll lead you that way. Every airport does not have a USO airport, but I've come to find out most international airports do and um, most major airports do. So maybe I will find a link to a list of the USO airports for my veterans, for my military and put that on here too. And if I tell you I'm going to put something on here and I haven't, you guys just reach out and let me know. I don't mind that because I want to keep it 100. Then you get to doing other things and you forget to do what you say you're going to do. And then people hold you accountable. And it's not that. So I'm already telling you in advance. Just let me know. I'm good with just going ahead and updating whenever, you know, if I forget. So I feel like now I want to write stuff down to remember. But I'm so into my, my mode. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to remember. Moving along getting it gone uh so customs arrival when you get to customs now if you're bringing something you know and that's what you need to also whatever country you're going into you need to know what you can bring into that country what you can take out 
when you get to customs, you let them know what you bring in, blah, 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 write that stuff down. I don't bring nothing. And the stuff I take out is like trinkets, uh, shot glasses, maybe two, um, a dress, a shirt, you know, that type of stuff. And then I let them know that, and then we go from there. And when you go through customs, just let them know they'll go through all of that and make sure it's just in compliance, whatever country you're going to or coming from. How about that? Keep it that simple. Customs though is going to take you, depending on the country, at least two to three hours to get through. And you're not going to be sitting down. It's not going to be comfortable. So be ready for that. And that's another thing too, like having hard shell <laughs> luggage versus, you know, other stuff. Because hard shell, you can sit on. I'm sorry. It's just quick and efficient. That's another tip, you know. Um, but just be ready. When you're going to foreign countries, I've experienced it from Africa, uh, Ghana, Liberia, Aruba, Jamaica, uh, Cabo, all of that. Just, just be ready. And again, wheelchair assist will help because they will take you to the front of the line. And like for me, let me see here. I was going to, I was going to show you my passport, but I don't have it right here with the actual stamp in it from Jamaica. I'm excited about that. I love getting the stamps. One thing I hate when you go on a cruise, they don't always give you a stamp. So just remember that. And I don't know, they just feel like you're in international waters. So there's no need for a stamp because you're not really at one place. You know what I'm saying? Like you're coming to a boat, like you're passing, like you're driving through. You get it? All right. So customs, just get through it. Once you get through it, and this is something too in your planning, you need to have made sure you understood so when I was planning this trip to Jamaica, not only did I call the resort that I ended up staying at, which was the Deja Resort, thank you so much for just the wonderful customer service, the birthday um, song, the birthday gift. You know, you guys were above and beyond, like Deja Resort. But we'll get into that a little later in this whole podcast. But for now, you make sure... You tra your transportation and like all inclusive also is a part of my whole package when I'm traveling. Like I try to make sure that when I'm spending my money, I'm I'm getting as much out of my money as I can. So I did all inclusive with the resort, and then I also did the whole. Um, with the travel, with the uh, the transportation. I also, I, I've lost my train process, thought process for a minute, but I'm glad I got it back. You know, with the transportation, I um, planned ahead of time. I called the resort. I asked them if they did any shuttles. And wherever you stand, I'm sorry, if they're not doing airport shuttles, you really got to figure that out because that's too, you have to figure out how much it's going to charge you to get from the airport. And Jamaica does not do Uber or Lyft, so that wasn't even an option. So that's another thing you need to understand. They do taxis. And on that on that end of the road or in that on that side of the globe, they drive on the opposite side of the road and they um seated on the other opposite side as far as the cars. So when you go to Jamaica, and for me, transportation was definitely gonna be paid for. Initially I went and rented a car, y'all. And, and God knew that I didn't need a car. Because guess what God did? When I went back, because I kept trying to book this, 
and I was looking for like the perfect fit for the time I wanted to be there. I wanted to make sure I was there on my birthday, but I wasn't traveling on my birthday. And then I wanted to make sure once I was traveling, it was after my birthday, but I didn't have to rush, you know? So it worked out perfectly. My dates were the April the 22nd to the 25th. And then um, my shuttle, airport shuttle was 15 bucks either way. You know, and I called and I made sure and she was like, when you get to the airport, you go to this desk and then you tell them you need the shuttle to the Deja Resort. And exactly what she said is what happened. Boom, boom, boom. Just like that. I was able to go ahead and get that done. Just like I got an upcoming trip. And um, I don't know if you guys know with Costco, I was able to book. And then Alamo has this like um, automatic check in thing. So I've already checked in and what's going to happen is once I get to the airport, when I go to Alamo, I just have to go to the parking lot and show them my car, uh, credit card and my driver's license and get the keys and be out. I don't have to wait in that line. I don't have to worry about them having the car that I need. So again, another tip about rental cars, because rental cars can be tricky. Costco, I have never not been able to get a rental car, even on weekends where everybody was like, man, ain't no rental cars left. When you pay, when you when you reserve a Costco rental car, you don't pay anything up front. You pay when you get to the counter, and it's never a surprise. They also have a discount for Costco members. I'm just trying to give y'all the tea. I'm just trying to keep y'all in the loop. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to get y'all out there and get y'all where y'all need to be the smart way. So if these tips work for you, y'all please like and share because I got to get this information out there to the masses. We got to travel. We got to stop just going around the block. We got to be scared to stop being scared to get on these flights. Yes, plane rides can be tricky, but once you get on and, and get going and, you know, do whatever it takes to get your anxiety right, you may need to chew gum because the ears pop and all that stuff. You may need to drink something. You may need an edible. Hit me up. I got you for either one. You know what I'm saying? But start your trip off and make sure you have everything under control so you can maintain your control and you can make sure you have like a happy and positive, you know, experience because that's what it's all about. Right. And outside of having fun, you don't want to be stressed. No, you don't. So when I got to the airport, went through custom, boom, boom, boom. Transportation was right there. Paid the guy in the actual uh, car. And here's the funny thing. Now, this is the podcast. as This is a real inside scoop. Guess where I got my first bit of weed from? The damn uh, driver who taking me to the hotel. Listen, and when he, the thing about me is I've, I've been in the cannabis industry for years and you all know that. So as far as being able to tell what's good and what's not, I'm good. And I don't mind telling nobody, no, get the fuck out of my face. And that's just me. And I'm giving you a tip. And this is, you know, the, my personality and the way I feng shui may not be the way you feng shui. So I'm not telling you to try everything I try, but this was worse for me. So when, um, cause I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you the Jamaica tea. I'm not just telling you the good for TV movie or whatever. No, I'm telling you my Jamaica tea. All right, let's get into it. So when, um, this man came, he was like, you want some blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, let me see what you got. So he went and he got whatever. And I looked at it. Let me, let me give you a tip about, you know, choosing some weed. And this is just straight up. It's never failed me. The more red hairs, the better. If it doesn't have red hair, it's dry and there's no smell, like there's no fresh smell. And it's it, the softer it is, the fresher it is. The red, the more red herrings, the more potent it is. So I don't make my decisions any other way. When he came, 
but the price wasn't right. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to do this. And that's the thing. Learn how to damn set a price. Don't let them tell your price. Just be like, I got this to spend. If you want, if you want it, this is what I got to spend. All right. <laughs> so when I told them we did that, we transacted, hopped in the ride, got to the hotel, got to the hotel. Y'all when I, when I tried to get out the car to go get my bags, this man was like, no, you know me, I'm, I'm gay pride. Like, you don't not know that I'm gay. Like, and if you don't know, you're going to know real soon once we start interacting. Cause it's not like I'm going to be like a dude. I am who I am. And this is how I move, but you're going to be aware. <laughs> There's no way around it that you're not going to be aware. Right. So anywho, he's like, sis, I got you. One thing I'm going to tell y'all, and this is something my actual bae say, and this, and I didn't know that it was true to this trip. Like for real, she's like, you know, men internationally fuck with you like they really like you like they don't give a shit that you're gay they fuck with you and i was like nah stop lying you lying but baby you damn right that shit was real in my face like yo yo nigga i'm gay stop playing with me for real because i mean that i like what i like so it's not about you being a man i respect that but i'm not gonna ever you know move to that like that's not my thing so it is what it, it is what I'll do respect. And most men, once I tell them that they respect that, I don't have no problems like that. So anywho, this man gets my bags. I'm behind him. We're going up in the doggone resort entrance. You know, it's all these. And let me just give you a visual, right? We pull up, you know, I'm into my gardens and my outdoorsy shit. Nothing but lush green plants, just beautiful colors, you know, and then they, they have the gate around with the opening entrance where you can walk through but then you come to the side and you drive through like a um what you call it when you can the drive through entrance where it kind of arches around so they brought me around stopped in the middle took my bags out escorted me to the lobby i get in the lobby look to my right it's full of them <laughs> bad everything Everybody was bad. Like everybody was like ready. Either they had on some beach stuff or they was ready to check in or whatever. So he directed me to the counter. So this other uh, brother and sister who came over into. Okay. So when I was at the airport and I got the, you know, the, the good, good. They weren't in the car yet. We had already left the airport and was leaving. And then they called and it was like, you got to come back. You got two more passengers who's going to the same place. So he came back. He scooped them up. We started talking. We started vibing. Um, one of them lived in Arizona. The other one lived in Cali and they were brother and sisters. They were coming to spend some time with their mom, you know, and they just already from the, from the, the jump, like gave me just like, welcome to Jamaica. Good vibe, you know? So we get to the hotel. They're coming in with me. They go to one, um, uh, customer service person and I go to the other one. So, or concierge. So they're like, welcome to Jamaica. And, over to the side, there's a third concierge, guess what? Pouring us some rum punch and then taking our um, information to check us in. So I'm I, I'm grabbing rum punch, y'all, <laughs> and giving this woman my ID to check me into my room for my all-inclusive stay. Okay, let's talk about this all-inclusiveness. I had to get at three snaps, okay? And I might do a rap like in Living Color. Trust me, because it's worth it, yo. This was the all-inclusive on crack, super mega, the best thing ever. God must have brought that thing down, sat it on its lap, 
my lap and allowed me the privilege of having the all inclusivity. So another thing I'm going to do for you is I'm going to give you access to my military portal for some of these reservations or whatever. So if you're trying to book something, you're interested in Deja, reach out to me. I'm going to give you this all-inclusive access. Okay. Now, remember I told you I kept trying to figure out how I was going to make my dates work for me, the flight and all of this other stuff. So I kept on going back and booking and changing and switching up. How about every time I was booking and switching out, the rooms were selling out. Rooms was, I'm so, I'm stressed. I'm worried. I'm like, oh my gosh, will I have to be like in a crazy situation? Because I don't know. Like, I want to go to this resort. There was another resort that was available and it was even a little cheaper. But this drew me, like Deja drew me, the pictures I saw, the reviews that I, you know, looked at or whatever. So I was like, man, I got to get in here. So tell me why, y'all. When I first started looking this up, the availability for rooms, it was an ocean view. It was a king suite. It was a junior king suite. And then like a twin bed setting. I forgot the name of that shit. By the time I booked the, the rooms and stuff. Everything was gone except the Ocean View King Suite. And guess what? That was the most costly. But because everything else was gone and they was trying to sell out, they dropped the price on that. So I got it for like $300 less than when I first saw it. If you can even envision that. And when people tell you, especially like travel agents and stuff, like sometimes you need to wait till it's close to booking before you actually book something. It's no lie. And in certain cases, that is the truth. Sometimes it works for airlines. It's tricky. There's no like rhyme or rhythm to it. You know, some people do it. Some people don't. So it's whatever. You just have to check out or, you know, don't test it, but then kind of see. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to tell you to gauge that. It's just worked for me. So uh, I don't know. But yeah, all inclusive. Let's talk about it. What does it mean? Mm, 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 mm. All right. All inclusive, man, for the Deja Resort, man. Not only did I get that suite, but I got drinks. And it wasn't all the drinks for free, but it was certain liquor and other beverages that was all inclusive. And I'm talking about juices freshly squeezed, like celery, ginger. Um, mango, pineapple, Lord, every morning there were a different selection of juices, fresh fruit, traditional Jamaican, uh, cuisines from breakfast to lunch, brown chicken stew, goat curry, soft fish and, um, okra, soft fish fritters. When I tell you, I'm talking about plantain, you know, cassava, um, potato, you know, uh, Roddy, freaking, you name it. And there's some things I haven't even seen before that was all inclusive. I'm telling you, every morning I went to breakfast, I had a plate of um, fruit. And you can ask anybody to test to this. And that's how I eat. I had a plate of fruit. And then I had at least three Jamaican entrees. And then I also had a omelet freshly made every morning because those just were just a bomb. Then for lunch or dinner, the same thing. And I'm always drinking and trying to stay hydrated. So I was drinking water, coffee, tea, rum punch, uh, rum and coke. You know, like I was getting it and all of it was included. So I didn't have to go out in Jamaica 
and buy food. But, you know, your girl was not not going to do that. Come on now. Chef like, for real, foodie. That's all in me. So, the all-inclusive included the food. And they had various sections of food. So, they had the main dining area. Then they had a grill. And then they had a bar. The grill, you could get like hamburgers and fries, um, plantain and jerk chicken. You know, all of those things just all through the day up until a certain time. Then they had a pastry bar. Y'all, all-inclusive. Everything I'm telling you is all-inclusive. They have little crumpets of cheesecake, banana bread, rice bread, corn bread. You know what I'm saying? Bread bread. What? I was in there killing it. That was like my 10 a.m. spot every day. I go get me some espresso or get me a traditional Jamaican coffee, which is espresso with condensed milk, half and half. And then I put a layer of milk on the top because that's just me. So I get that, go sit on the balcony, watch people move and, you know, all around the strip, which is uh, Jimmy Cliff. Uh, Boulevard is considered the strip. So that's in Montego Bay. Now, also all-inclusive was all the pool and the water stuff. So we had, uh, and if you go on my um, social, you'll see all these things that I'm talking about. We had access to a pool on ground, a hot tub or jacuzzi. Then we had access to a whole swim club where you go over and you can be on the beach all day and they're open from like um nine in the morning to like five and i stayed there the whole day i was a beach bum for the whole day but i always do that in any country i go to where there's access to water and i can be there i at least have one beach day it's a must i have to clear my mind i have to meditate i have to bring back the ocean you know that's why i have my seashell here in my big old head it ain't big for no reason though why you thinking about it, talking about it? <laughs> nah, I'm messing with you. But yeah, man, go to that beach. It's just Doctor's Cave. Um, They have a spot where you can smoke. You can roll up weed anywhere on the beach. Kids there, adults there. Nobody fucking with you. Nobody going to say nothing to you. Roll your shit up. Get your wood right. Go in a designated area, which is like behind where everybody sits. So you really don't be smelling the weed on the beach. But people be smoking. I was smoking. So once I rolled my shit up, I went to the designated area and I smoked. You know what I'm saying? Met a couple other smokers. We talked, chopped it up, blah, blah, blah. So I did that about three, four times throughout the day. So much love. And then they got a security on the beach. So when you go in and matriculate and do whatever you're doing, somebody's definitely watching your shit. It's not just sitting there. I had camera i had two phones all this other shit just there and not nothing was touched then you got some vendors on the beach check out my boy you know what i'm saying jamaican bob the builder i got some jamaican uh well i'll show you right here i got a jamaican pipe you know i showed it in my other one too i must be proud of it but yeah <laughs> i got the pipe a vibe going on and that shit yeah that shit blow that shit blow <laughs> if you don't get nothing else from goddamn jamaican bob the builder make sure you get you a pipe i promise you you're not gonna regret it he is literally right beside pier one uh bar that's on the beach and pier one bar is so important because they keep the liquor coming and the damn um 
the waitresses, top tier. They not going to fuss with you. They going to give you the, the bottom line. You just make sure you know how to tip people. Because I'm telling you, especially the way the currency exchanges in Jamaica versus here, they appreciate if you understand how to tip people. Because, you know, once people know you're a tipper, they're going to respect however much you give them. You know, they're not looking for $5, $10 every time. Sometimes maybe just a dollar. I don't know. It depends on what you do, what I got to do. You know, for real, like I had two people go find me a bag of rice at 12 a.m. in the morning. I gave them both $5. It was worth it. Yeah. So appreciate that shout out. But U.S. dollars versus that, it was definitely worth it to them too, you know. So now go to the beach. I'm in there. Rolled up my blunt, then went and smoked. And then the girls then came in because now they at work and the bar is open. Now I'm going to add it because the first time I ever had a frozen mango Hennessy was on the beach in Jamaica. And baby, it's no coming back from that. Once you had that <laughs> and it's popping just right, I promise you, you're going to want it every time. God damn, you're going to want it every time. So. I done went, came back, then bought a blender, y'all, because I ain't had a blender for months. <laughs> then bought the mango juice. Goddamn, I got Jack. I ain't got Hennessy. I'm not a big Hennessy drinker. That's what they had, so I went with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here making my mango Jack, okay? And if you want some swing by, because I got my drinks right now on special for $15 this whole season up until August the 1st. Come check your girl. Fuck with me, Okay? I'm trying to tell you, I'm going to keep you right. You're going to eat good. You're going to drink good. And we're going to laugh good. We're going to keep it simple in these streets. You know, so the all-inclusive to be able to go to that beach. But then I had a chair and I had an umbrella. You know, I wasn't going to just be out in the sun. So each of those was $7 US. He went and the guy put it up. You didn't even have to put it up yourself. You know, some places and when you go get your stuff here in the States, and it'd be more than that. It'd be like 20 bucks. 30 bucks, 40 bucks for the same shit. And they want to damn have you put it up yourself. Call me bougie or whatever. But I want you to start and finish my service. I didn't tell you I knew how to put the shit up. I just want to make sure I stay covered from the sun. And another thing black people we don't like to do, and I'm going to show you why it's necessary. Make sure you got you some sunscreen on, especially in these goddamn countries where it's hot as shit. Look at my damn... Yeah, I got sunburn. You see all of this damn skin peeling and shit. Got me, y'all. The sun was feeling so good out there. I didn't even know I was getting burned. And then my dumb ass didn't put it on when I went to the beach. But then I put it on the day afterwards. But hey, hindsight is 2020. And here we are. I'm trying to help you out not to make the same mistake. So, I get damn drink. Then she gives me this pole with an orange flag at the damn top of it. And she tells me, of all people, when you want more service, just stick this in the ground and I'll come to you and get you whatever you want. Oh, you lying. You lying because you done told the wrong person that you're going to get them whatever the fuck they want. Because here I go, bing. Let me get another mango, Hennessy. Bing. Let me get a Heineken. No, I take that back. The Heineken was my first drink. Then I had a mango Hennessy. Then I had another mango Hennessy. And then by that time, I got hungry because I had been out in the water and I did a little meditation. And y'all, 
It's nothing like being in the currents, doing meditation and allowing that shit to just hit you. But just don't be a fool like me and put your phone in your back pocket. Forget it's in your back pocket. And then you got to come and put your phone in a bag of rice because that's where the bag of rice came from. So now, you know, now you caught up on that story. See, I told you I wasn't keeping no tea from you. So. Then. The damn saltfish fritters, y'all, those now I have to figure out the best recipe to actually fix it. If you're Jamaican, I'm talking about homegrown yardy, and you know what the fuck I mean when I say that. Please, please, please send me the recipe, please. It would only be right. It would only be right. I'm on the beach and then they got the pickled peppers. Okay. When you put the damn pickled peppers on the damn, it's got scotch bonnet peppers in it with onions and the vinegar and the damn fritters and it's just hot and it's just, oh my God, it's a foodie heaven. God damn it. You just don't understand. You just got to experience it for yourself. Go to the doctor's cave, go to Pier 1 Bar, order the freaking saltfish fritters. Tell me thank you later. For real. That's an order. If you go to Montego Bay and you don't do that, it's your fault. And that's where I was in Jamaica. I was in Montego Bay. So before I forget, there's several different parts of Jamaica um, that are kind of key cities like Kingston, Ocho Rios. And that's the other place I've been to. This is definitely not my first visit to Jamaica. Nigro. And then um, Montego Bay. So, you know, those are some major places in Places that people go. Montego Bay is definitely more for the um, water outdoorsy. Day one, I'm walking down the street, strip, getting familiar. You know, I'm Vegas. We got a strip. So I'm, I'm familiar with what a strip is and what you do. So I'm walking down the strip. And I go towards the bottom of the strip, around a little curve in the corner. To my right is Margaritaville. Margaritaville, Montego Bay. So I walk. On from the other side of the street, and this is definitely on my social. And there's this older lady, she got a fruit basket on her head, and she just dancing and doing whatever. That pulled me in, if nothing else. I hear the music booming outside. I walk to the damn front. I'm already so fucked up from the rum punch and the blunts I done already smoked since I got there, making the walk. Y'all, I try to cross over the road. I don't know what the fuck happened. I didn't fall, but I did not. It was like I tipped over and then tipped back and then went, tried to cross over the other rope. The same thing happened. Everybody around me laughing. So they already know I'm fucked up. So by the time I walk in the door and I cut the corner, y'all, it's about a hundred to damn 200 people in the whole spot just fucking vibing. You hear me? People sitting at the table, people standing up. Then I walk across the whole platform deck, whatever you want to call it. It's a bar, a huge ass bar to the left. Tables all on the on the on that floor, right? I walk to the deck. There's two huge ass fucking rafts, ships, whatever you want to call it. Again, it's on my social. Out there, full of people. They dancing, you know. They getting ready. The dog gonna go out. I'm like, oh my god, how the fuck I get on this shit? They like, you gotta book it. Another excursion. And it's this the last one going out for the night. And 
I'm like, I just got here. I'm not even, I hadn't even wet my feet yet. I'm not ready for all of this. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucked up. I'm tiptoeing over the shit to come in here. I know I'm not ready to get on this boat because I'm not all of that on the boat shit. You know, I like a little yacht activity, but this was like um, a little, not, not a speedboat little, but a speedboat big. And then it was a lot of people already on it. And it was two of them. I, I, and then people was jet skiing, coming across. The water activities was off the fucking chain. Everybody was active. Okay? And that was just that first level. Then you go to the next level. It's a deck. And people on there, there's a whole restaurant up there. They eating. They Y'all, Margaritaville, Montego Bay, if you haven't been, you better go. <laughs> you better go. It ain't even about the damn excursions. And that's another thing, you know, getting out there, you thinking about excursions versus going to events versus just walking around and just, you know, getting to know Jamaica. What is your purpose? Why are you there? You have to decide those things. But I'm going to tell you this. This is a big tip. Excursions. If you're paying for excursions, you know what? I got to start marking spots when I'm about to say something big. And in that way, I can remember it, right? All right, I'm going to start doing that as of now. So let's see here. How do I mark it? How do I mark it? I'm sorry. I got to take a pause for the calls right quick. I'm going to do it later because I'm, I'm, I really got to keep this moving. It's a vibe. A tribe vibe for sure. So excursions, right? That's what we're talking about. Excursions versus events or whatever. The tip about excursions. You know, we go online. We find these. Oh, first, we know what destination we're going to go to now. What we're going to do? We're going to do this excursion. We're going to go jet ski. We're going to go um, river raft and all this other stuff. The smartest thing to do with excursions is when you get on ground is either go to the place you're staying at or just walk you know, the strip and go to a shop or something that may have like travel destinations or whatever. Cause locally it's always cheaper. I literally went on the, um, what was it? It was this water thing where we saw microorganisms change the water to neon blue at night and we could swim in it. All right. Um, we, I had that included in my birthday excursions. People paid a hundred to uh eighty dollars to a hundred dollars for this excursion. I found out when I got there. I only paid twenty five bucks for it. My most cost was paying for a driver to drive me there. But the driver didn't just drive me there. He drove me there. He waited with me. Afterwards, I went to my restaurant and got my oxtails that I've been dying for, and definitely was not disappointed at all. <laughs> so the driver cost was eighty bucks. To get to the place was like, I mean, to the thing was 25. So I paid like 105. But that was a beautiful day. And then too, remember, I'm getting drunk and hot. So I'm not trying to drive in Jamaica on the wrong side of the road, um, in the wrong side of the car. You know, I would have never made it nowhere. And then GPS or not, you know what I'm saying? So, and another thing is being gay in Jamaica, that's something else we're going to touch on in a few minutes. But that's another thing. You don't want to be in fear asking people questions and all this other shit, being lost and shit. Because in certain places you need to be and in certain places you don't need to be. And that's the key about being gay in Jamaica. 
So we'll, we'll expand on that a little more in a few minutes. But just talking about, you know, not uh, just being safe. That was just a safety precaution. I knew I wasn't going to be able to drive in my in the in the state of mind that I was in. So I didn't try it. And then another thing too, um, the cost of the excursions and stuff. So yeah, get on ground and plan stuff. If you already got an event to go to, you already paid for it. So that's that. You're locked in. But if you're going to choose to do things, make sure it makes sense financially. And then to the place you stay in nine times out of 10, they're going to have stuff going on, which may be for free. So that's another way to cut costs on ground. Um, again, make sure you verify things. Don't just go with people on the streets who be like, yeah, we can do this and do that. You don't know these people. You don't know their license or certified to do shit. Make sure you go to somebody who's in a structure, who's got some license on the thing. Stay close to your hotel. Ask them questions, you know, who's safe or whatever. And uh, sometimes, too, they be working outside and, and got people they talk to and be trying to get their pockets lined. So don't go to the, the bellboy or whatever. Go to the front desk or whatever and just try to talk to people who don't. Because regardless of what, people are going to try to, you know, pocket from it. Yeah, don't be that dumb to think they're not. But just try to be wise about who you choose to go to. All right. Now, um, food and culture in Jamaica is dope. I already told you about how I was eating at the resort, which I was, it was a blessing. You know what I'm saying? I really did get to try some things that I hadn't tried before. I know I don't like okra and saltfish. It's just, just what it sounds like, okra and saltfish, you know, but I know I do like curry goat and I will have it again and again and again, you know, and, and I'm not a person who really likes to eat I, I, I'm really choicy about my food. Let's just say that. All right. So with the food and the culture, one thing I noticed on the drive, and this is really, really culture. And it had me so jealous back, come, especially coming back, yo. When I tell you Jamaicans know how to party, every like four to five miles we went coming back because it was night and it was lit. Like I came back to Montego Bay um, around 10 you know, that night on my birthday, every single 10, five to 10 miles, there was a freaking club and the music would be blasting. There'd be people outside. They'd be eating food. You could smell the smoke from the grill. Oh my God, y'all. I wanted to go so big, so big, real big. Okay. <laughs> That's how big I wanted to go. But, you know, being gay in Jamaica, I did not want to take that chance. Yes, I have a couple of people that I know in Jamaica, but they weren't with me at the time. And I didn't want to take that chance. I didn't want to be that one to go up there and be like, yeah, because I'm wearing suspenders, slacks, nice button down with my little hat to the side. So it's like, ah, you know, the wrong rude boy would have got me wrong and been like, bate boy. And then it would have been like, oh, Agwan. <laughs> and there it is so yeah no i was it's, it's too much respect i have respect for people and their boundaries you know so if a traditional jamaican man is not really into the whole gay scene i'm not trying to have it in your face like that sir it's all good respect but maybe in time you'll understand that it's not personal especially not with me i don't want you and we're good you know because the women will look and they'll be like and they'll definitely let you know that they're not gay. But, and then there are definitely women who are gay and they're not going to come out and tell you 
So again, we're going to get into all of that in a few. All right. Just getting into the customs and stuff in the culture. Um, Jamaicans love the water and I love, they love the water and they're active in it, you know, and it was beautiful to see, um, traditional Jamaicans as well as tourists at the beach. It wasn't just a tourist beach. And that's another reason I loved it. And people came, they had their whole families out there, you know, and two was smoking and it wasn't any care. It wasn't any like, and what's funny is like for the longest time, you know, we was illegal in Jamaica and they couldn't smoke and they weren't smoking like that. So that's another reason why I really wasn't trying to go, but now it's legal and you can smoke wherever and do whatever. They just want you to smoke outside. You can't smoke inside, but you smoke outside. Even though I'm at my damn resort and damn lady beside me um, smoking cigarettes in the room because they was coming through the ventilation system. And that shit was horrible at like four in the fucking morning, which woke me up out of my sleep. And here I am supposed to be trying to sleep so I can get ready for the next day. Because, honey, I was it was I was active. You hear me? <laughs> Jamaica, come on. So, yeah, weed is legal and you can smoke it outside and that's what's up and the food is undeniably good and traditional when you can get it but that's something i have to explore some more because what saddened me was i really had so much food and access to food all inclusive that i didn't have to you know go pay but it was a savings thing but i want to spend more time the next time i go so like definitely at least a week to two weeks minimum and then I want to explore more of the traditional foods and how to cook it and stuff and really link up with some people in that respect. So if you're listening to this from Jamaica, man, please look out for your girl. I'm trying to get back in a major way and just really do some seasonal stuff over there. If it's not influencing, definitely chefing or bartending. And I mean, put your girl in, put, put me in coach, you know. I'm just asking for a few months or so to just kick it with y'all, get a client base out there on one of these resorts or something and just, you know, Mac rock out Jamaica style. And I'm so dead ass about that. I love to travel. So I'm not, I am a traveling chef, so I'm not just going to be here in Vegas though. Vegas is popping always. Trust me when I tell you about Vegas nights and you might want to follow me and find out about Vegas nights because that's about all I can tell you because when you have them it's not something you'd be like oh yeah blah, blah. but they be popping because like that pool party that was just the other night on that Saturday for all us gays and it was so many people on the balconies looking to see what we was doing and all that shit that shit was epic I promise you <laughs> even if you were straight you wanted to be there I promise you because some of my homeboys was hitting me up talking about something next time you go I'm going with you and I was like bruh it ain't that type of party <laughs> alright you know so the food and culture in Jamaica is off the chain and that's something you definitely have to experience it and I hope that you plan so that you can experience more and definitely something you want to do ask the locals you know keep asking what's a good spot for this what's a good spot for that because it was peppers that i found out about when i was on my excursion and that's why i ultimately went to get my oxtail and the oxtail was traditional and it had the rice and peas and it had some plantain it was 26 dollars each i bought one for myself and one for my driver and you know we went on about our way and 
it was so good that we stayed there because it took like they fixed it from scratch so it took like over an hour or so of it to be prepared and in the meantime we was kicking and drinking and shit and just experienced the whole restaurant vibe and when that shit when i saw that shit i was like put it in a box i'm taking this shit to go because as a foodie that's when it came out of me the foodie came out of me and it was so much food porn. I was like, I got to go home and eat this by myself. And this is my birthday, y'all. I ate my birthday dinner in a fucking styrofoam box with a plastic fork as a human being on earth. And I'm not just playing about that. I mean, the meat came off the bone. <sighs> the damn rice and peas. It was seasoned and it was just soft and it was consistent. And it was like bouncy, bouncy. You know, I, I just, I don't know. Like, everything was, it was giving the best I ever had. Ever. All right. If you was watching, yeah, you, you definitely see me cutting up and being a fool, but it's all good. We doing this. We doing this Jamaica. You got to know about Jamaica. All right. So, you already know. Check out the food and the culture. Get your ass to the damn beach. Smoke, get your smoke on it. I got a lot more beaches to explore. Whole um, Rick's um, Cafe I didn't get to go to. It's, it's just a lot in Jamaica. And like even on this mug that I bought, it's got a lot of stuff on here, like spots that you can go. It's, it's definitely got the doctor's cave because it's, it's, it's a must. Dunes River Falls. I didn't get to go there. And that's where Rick's Cafe is in um, Blue Hell, you know, so... Yeah, I got to go a lot of Jamaica to do. I got to get back there without a doubt. Um, so food and culture, economy, currency and exchange. I never, and this is something I do. So I, I feel sad because I didn't get to do this. I'll have to figure out when I get back the next time to do this. But I normally do exchange currency if it's not five, 10, 20 bucks, just to bring some back to, to put into another, you know, currency book that I have that I keep stuff in. I, I'm a collector of things. And you get to know this the more you know about me. Uh, you see over here. Yeah, like back there. Funko Pops. Sneakers. You know, that's me. That's what I do. So, um, just that when you go to certain places and you know you want to do a currency exchange, you know the time you're going to be there. Make sure you spend that money because when you bring it back, you can't spend it. And that's just what it is. You have to still get the currency exchange. You're not coming back. And going into the 7-Eleven and giving them a Jamaican dollar. You're not. Okay. So when I went to get my food. And this is the only reason they pissed me off at Peppers. When I went to go get my food. This chick was like we can only give you back Jamaican dollars. After I gave her US dollars. I was like nah. And I'm not. I'm not going to accept it at all. Or you can keep the food. What you going to do? Oh, you know, it took her all of a couple of seconds to get around her head that I wasn't buying that food. If it wasn't back in U.S. dollars, she would cut that corner and she brought back some U.S. dollars and that was that. And that's how you got to be. You got to know when to let people know not to play with you, you know, because it's to their benefit. But no, I, I mean, I didn't need anything for Jamaican dollars because where I was at, I was spending my U.S. dollars. I was just fine. It was converting just fine. And I wasn't going to be there long enough, you know. So that's a little tip on currency. Be mindful. Don't let people give you a bunch of money you're not going to be able to use and make sure you get rid of it in a timely manner if you do choose to use it. And um, I just told you about the places to go. 
Oh, I just found some. My bad. Let me keep it rolling here. Know how to exchange currency, not just in Jamaica. Know the rate because when you go to Europe, the rate is better. The the Europe dollar is, is stronger or the um euro is stronger than the U.S. dollar. So that's somewhere you want to. And I think the Canadian may be too. I got to double check. But and that's what you do when you're getting ready to go somewhere, check the currency rate and know what you need to do. So when you go into places too and you're spending that money, they don't just take it. You know, and you they exchanging the currency wrong and you just allow them to do whatever and just give you whatever change because you're going to get shitted on. And that's just what it is. <laughs> and then some of them don't know how to, to properly. And that's it. And then some of them are trying to get over. It. So take it for what it's worth. The Deja Resort as a whole. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. When I walked into that room, check it on my socials. And I definitely gonna post some more stuff to YouTube because I got to get more active on my YouTube and post more videos. So when I went into the room, man, I was pleased. The size was amazing. And it's kind of like an old school type of room. So it's not like the new, you know, everything's so cute and cuddly and contemporary. It's not. It's, it's definitely an older setting. Um, bed with a headboard, um, dresser, TV, was, but it's a flat screen, whatever. And then bathroom, beautiful shower. You can sit in there and, and do some things. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then the whole closet, you can walk in, put your stuff on hangers or whatever. They had a safe in there. But, you know, the hotel safes ain't shit. They know how to access it. They know how to get into it. So you just really got to make sure that you're letting them know that you're going to pop up. You're going to make sure you check on your shit. You're going to put your shit in certain places. So if they go in there, they know what the fuck's going to happen. A thief going to be a thief. You can't stop that. You just got to make sure you you protect yourself the best you can. You know what I'm saying? So getting in the room and checking everything out, the it was cool in there. You know, it's hot in Jamaica. That The AC was cool the whole time. And that was some of the problem at night because it got so cold I was wearing my lawn johns, which I think I show you one of the pictures. I was wearing my lawn johns, um, but I'm glad I brought them because some told me, like, make sure you bring some warm things just because you're going to Jamaica. Don't just bring a bunch of tank tops and some damn uh, dad shorts. And those were great. Those were great. But anywho, yeah, so being in the room, I really felt secure. The They had the old school locks on it but you had a key to get in like a key card to get in keyless and you just hit it and it never failed i never had to go get it redone i never lost my key or whatever and then they also gave you a card for the uh towels for the uh pool the bath the swim club the docks cave swim club which is literally right across the street you got the starbucks and you got the docks cave which is brilliant because you're going to drink some coffee, whatever. And you can even get it at Doc's Cave because they have an interest from the beach as well. So they also have that whole uh, coffee espresso pastry bar at the damn hotel. So you got options. And I never went to Starbucks while I was there. And it is what it is. I was good. And then, you know, going in there and being able to have a whole bedroom to myself refrigerator and it was preloaded with uh beer and juices it had two beers and two juices in there and then some water and i was like yo wow 
again, this is on my social. You can check it out. And on my website, Try Vibe, because I'm going to just start putting my blog. And I'm, I'm going to start vlogging again to my YouTube and posting it on my website. That's what that's what it's going to be. Because I got out of the mode of that, just messing around with Premiere Pro and YouTube and them not um, uploading my stuff properly. And then I'm getting views, but I'm not, you know, getting paid like I should be or whatever. And it was just to the point where it frustrated me. I was like, let me put this on pause because I'm putting too much time and effort in and I'm not getting out what I want to get out of it. So for those of you who was wondering, you know, what was going on with that, that's what it is. But I'm going to pick it back up and see what we do. Um, support me, watch it, share it, comment. I love that you guys are starting to comment. Like I just put out that reparations thing. Cause I forgot I had it on private the whole damn time. And somebody responded, which you can go check out what they said and respond to it if you feel like it. But yeah, we need them reparations. And I kind of, you know, shed light on that and, and go deep dive into it. Um, tell me what you think. And then just talking about, you know, the Deja Resort, the staff was impeccable. Like they never skipped a beat. I'm not going to lie um, from the first day to getting me in there. And I think there were some people that was worried, like I wasn't pleased enough and I was, and I just want that to be an overall thank you, you know? And the problem with the room was it had some bugs and it had, um, what else was it? Oh, and the iron had messed up, but they fixed the bug problem expeditiously and they came there twice. Oh, it was the AC. Now that was never fixed, but the, thing was wrong was that it didn't go up to a certain temperature as far as heat and i guess where they are that's just what it's built like so it was too cold for me but i'm a cold nature person and i needed to have you know like they need to have more thicker covers because i have my own covers from when i was traveling because that's what i do and that's another traveling tip when you be going places when you down even if it's summertime when you down on the ground it's hot but when you get past the you know, clouds and stuff like that. It can become cold and the plane is cold because they try to keep diseases down. If you're a cold nature person like me, get you a nice little throw. Man, everybody was looking at me jealous because I mean, my whole body was covered. And then I don't get the neck pillow. That's whack to me. It hurts my neck even more. Maybe you are different. I can't speak for you, but I get a square little small pillow and that mug will fit right on all the plane windows. And, you know, I have more, you know what I'm saying? So... Oh, and this is another tip. Let me slide this to you in reference to flying. And wow, y'all better like and share for this one for real. This is like a bonus, bonus, bonus tip. When you're on that flight, after everybody has set in, or before everybody has set in, you know, when you get on a flight, pull the stewardess to the side and be very quiet about it and say, hey, if there are any extra seats left or any uh, rows left, please, if I could have it, I greatly appreciate it. You know, and I don't know, again, is my energy or what it is because I don't tip these people, but I do give them praise and I do tell them thank you. And I am willing to send in a customer service feedback review, whatever. I do, you know, that I seem to get those seats in those rows. And again, I take pictures. I show people these things. So um, Sometimes it's just energy and your character and your personality and, and people just do certain things for you because the way you make them feel. And I like to make people feel, everyone feel like they matter because they do. And I don't give a damn what your job title is, uh, where your stature is in life. You matter because you have breath and, you, and you're and you sharing the space with me. You know what I'm saying? So it's just all love. 
I don't do disrespect unless it's shown to me and then I'm there for it all, baby. And you know what? You know what I'm going to do? Okay. Whatever you do, whatever you want to be, I'm going to be. However you want to move, I'm going to move. Because at this point now, you done passed, you done passed the, the, the line. You know what I'm saying? You done crossed it. We, we, we was here. Now you want to be here and then up here. And then it's like, what we doing? Like, bop, 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 bop. Come on. <laughs> that type shit, you know? Yeah, so you want to keep those things in mind. And then, too, I keep going back to tipping, going back to tipping. Because it's important. You got to let people know that you appreciate what they're doing. And it, they just got to feel the love. But the nightlife in Jamaica, it ain't just popping on the Friday. It ain't just popping on the Saturday. It's popping every fucking night if you know where the fuck to go to. And, and I mean that sincerely because obviously Friday, it was Margaritaville. And then Saturday, it may have been um, Rick's. And then the 27 Club. It's, it's a couple of other places and spots that people was telling me about. So I want to get more, get that in more. And, you know, like how you see me out in Vegas going to the clubs or whatever. And I'm not really a club person. It just has to be a time and a place. And it's like, like maybe a bunch of friends are in town. Like I don't just do clubbing. That's not my scene. I don't, there's no need for me to be in a club. Honestly, you know, it's definitely either for exposure or some type of like social bonding with friends. It's never... Oh, I'm going to the club tonight because, nah, I don't do that. I don't do that. And then some clubs I'm going to because I've heard about them and I just want to see if, it's, if it is what it is. Now, I heard this uh, Hustlers Club was supposed to be a dope-ass strip club with some black strippers and stuff. So I'm looking forward to going to that. And as soon as, you know, my friend says she's going to take me, we're going because, honey, I've been waiting to put some dollars in some strippers that are black pockets because they need love too. And Club Lacey used to be out here in Vegas. And that used to be, when I say popping, I mean pop, pop, pop. And if you remember Club Lacey, give me a like for that. Comment on that shit. Because y'all already know. Let me tell you something. One day I was in Club Lacey. <laughs> Yo, this chick slid. Okay, there's they, they had these steps. And it was like just three short steps going up um, one of their little walkways. And it was just wide enough that, you know, you could come down or two up to two people may be able to come down at the same time or go in opposite directions. This chick ran from by the bar to those steps, did a split and slid down the steps and stood in front of me. Bitch, she got all my goddamn change that night. <laughs> yes. Anywho, if there is a nice club you're going to see me in the spot. You're going to see me show up. And trust me, if you want to pay me to show up, I'm going to really show up. And I'm going to get the bottle. We're going to turn up. And I'm going to take my ass on home. Because guess what? I'm going to tell my folks to come too. And they going to come too. And we're going to damn rock the fuck out and do what we got to do to keep the party moving. Because at whatever age, baby, I am the party. And I'm going to bring it too. <laughs> some of y'all don't know, but some of y'all do know. And it's all good because it is what it is. It's popping. I got to check it out. I haven't had a chance to really dive into that. And I didn't really want to dive into that. And now, now I'm finna get into this being gay and going to Jamaica. Okay. 
So all my LGBTQIA, come on in here. Come on in here. And I want y'all to listen closely. This is the first thing I want to say. And I want y'all especially to hear me. Stop going to people places and being disrespectful. And then people ain't going to say shit to you or say shit about you. And even if they do, they're not going to say it to your face. Boom. There it is. There is the whole fucking damn nutshell of being gay in Jamaica or anywhere else you go. So let me say this. I know some of us, we have a wide range of my family because that the LGBTQIA is my family. We have a wide range. Some of us are very, you know, laid back and we do what we do. And some of us are very flamboyant and that's people in general. So, you know, I get it and we get it. But when you go into other people's places, like I was talking earlier about when white people travel, how they be disrespectful sometimes. Don't do that because when people see that, then that's when they start saying, okay, attaching these people are this type of way. So we, you know, trying to fool with them. Okay. You like this person you see, okay. You want this person to notice you. You don't have to damn, you know, run down the street with your shirt tied and, you know, do hip scops and, and splits and shit. You don't have to, there's definitely ways to approach people, but then too, don't be one of those that like the straight people and knowing that they not, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. Don't put yourself in a position to fail and then be like, well, they don't like us over there. Because I certainly didn't do that. And I definitely continue to maintain my same wardrobe and things I like to wear, how I like to wear them, my hair, you know, how I carry myself. So there was never a time. I mean, I'm outside, but though I'm in the tourist, and that's the thing, like one of the key things that I told myself and I felt until, you know, until I really found a good group of friends there that was truly local and that I could truly hang with that weren't LGBTQIA then I would feel safer going out in the streets because then they would be local and people, you know, it would be a yardie taking me out and then they would build that trust with their community to say, okay, these are good people. Yeah. So that's the thing for real. Like I went to, you know, stores and shops, but most of my stuff was done on the strip. When I was traveling, I had a driver, you know, and he didn't take me in places that weren't like touristy, you know? And, and Peppa's is somewhat touristy, but it's in the Montego Bay in the city, but it's, it is close to the tourist destination. So there's still that level of respect, you know, for tourists because we're bringing in money to them. So my main thing with being gay and going to Jamaica outside of not being flamboyant is to also recognize that um, you have to stay in certain areas to make sure you're safe. You know, where there's security and people to, to look out for you. You're one of those who want to travel off the beaten path. You take a chance, you know, and it's it, the, their culture is not LGBTQIA friendly. And that's what it's always been. So you're going into that. You, you have to know. So, again, I had no problems. No one called me out of my name. No one called me anything you know, disrespectful at any point. So I would just say, go with all due respect. And there were other gays there when I was there. That's another thing, you know, and some of them were definitely more gay looking in the sense of just really either managed looking. And I saw some, some, and this is what I'm going to say. It was more of the stud type, uh, more aggressive looking females that I saw 
than I did see any feminine looking men. And when I did see one, I think he kind of like relaxed because he knew that I was LGBTQIA too, but it was at the resort and he was in the balcony area on his laptop and I was doing my morning coffee thing. And you know what I'm saying? We was just on that vibe. So I thought he felt he was probably comfortable in that moment, but yeah, I would be careful going outside of the tourist districts in any major city in Jamaica. I would not have somebody taking me anywhere, you know, by car and two with the traveling and transportation in Jamaica, make sure whoever is transporting you is somebody, somebody else knows. Don't let people just take you anywhere off the beaten path. Cause <clears throat> Oh, if you ain't watching, you might want to watch. I know this is going on a little longer than I normally do, but the level of information that I'm giving, trust me, is priceless. You might want to take this, come back in several doses or whatever. But yeah, traveling, Jamaica, I got you. And, you know, I'm throwing it all together. So now you've had this wonderful time in Jamaica. You've gone to the beaches. You've eaten the food. You've talked to the people. You've made new connections. You've bought things. You're packing. You're ready to go back. First thing you don't want to do is bring back no goddamn weed. Don't do it. I don't care. I live in a state that's legal. And the one thing, though, and I'm, and I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to honestly say this. I don't know. I have to literally go to the airport and see someone actually with weed and they seeing it and then they still letting them go before I can say that. I'm still going to look up the law, but I, it's still a level of trust in the system for me. <laughs> and that's just me. Maybe it's my, you know, um, hypervigilance at times. But yeah, I would wait and see. But I would then too book a flight that was a one direct flight straight to, back to Vegas because I know when I hopped off the flight and they saw weed, it wouldn't be a problem because... When I'm in the States and I'm traveling domestically and I go to States like Vegas, when I'm leaving with my edibles, don't nobody say shit to me. They always check my bag. They see them. I always have at least eight to 10 edibles with me at any given time because I medicinalize my edibles. Okay. So when I get um, on the other side, I'm always in a city that's also legal. So again, I don't have this issue, but once they get it through TSA is, is, you know, fat. And then too, I, my check-in bag, but I normally do have my edibles in my um, TSA uh, and they run through that because I am someone that, you know, travels with edibles and, uh, you know, my PTSD veteran, blah, blah, blah. So there's, there's no mistake in that. But um, just to make sure you're the wiser, that is what I would think in reference to we taking it back, traveling, leave that shit behind. Okay. Any other like alcohol or anything like that, don't bring that shit except the ones that said it's duty free. I've been to Jamaica though. I've done the white Hennessy thing. It's not something that, you know, I can get white Hennessy other places. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cabo, for instance, blah, blah, blah. So if you're doing the white Hennessy, you want to bring it back, get your duty free, bring it back that way. But don't start bringing a bunch of exotic shit back. Make sure whatever you're bringing back is going to pass through customs, like I told you from before. And then um, make sure whatever you bring in back is not going to take your weight over. And again, when you're coming, they're going to weigh your bags. So you're going to know how much weight you have in your bag. So you got to make sure you kind of figure out how much more you can put in. Like when I was coming, my bag weighed 32 pounds and the max was 40. And when I was coming back, my bag weighed 34 pounds. So, and I bought bag, four shirts, a dress, 
some shot glass, some shot cups, you know what I'm saying? So pipe, all that shit, you know? So you got to know how to pack and whatever. And that's another um, video I'm going to put on my YouTube. I, I got it somewhere. I just got to find it. And I actually post some shit to YouTube, like I said. But I got a whole how you pack shit up to make it um because this is my whole travel series and this jamaica trip is definitely kicking it off and i hope i, I set that motherfucker off with this one i hope y'all loved this one so much and i hope you go back and you listen to shit that you may have thought you heard and go back and hear it again and laugh with me you know all the little fumbles and stuff that i had throughout the way i hope you keep it as nostalgic and as original and organic as that and um take that trip to jamaica baby I promise you, whether you go to Montego Bay, whether you go to Kingston, whether you go to Ocho Rios and see Ocho Rios is more of, um, it's, it's more of like city than it is tourism. Cause the tourism is mostly like the cruise and stuff, but, um, yeah. And, and Ocho Rios, it switched up real quick. Cause when I was there and we was walking through the uh, tourist district, the next thing you know, I was in this place. I had no idea where I was from and people was asking me crazy questions and I was with my kids and I was like, we got to get out of here and go a different way because it was, it, it, it really did like, wow. <laughs> it, I, and I don't, and I'm trying to remember like my daughter and my son was with me and yeah. Have you ever like been walking in a place and it's like a, a sort of like a bazaar or a, um, flea market or a bodega or not even a bodega no i'm in here just all into this conversation the thing on phone and went dead on me i had to reboot y'all but <laughs> i'm about to wrap it up obviously that was a message telling me to wrap it the hell up so i'm gonna wrap it the hell up i really appreciate y'all sticking with me through this whole series with the whole jamaica traveling and just an introduction to my travels got so much to talk about so many more tips for me to give to you and then most importantly for us to learn from each other as a black community to know that traveling is important and not just to go to other people's countries but to go to the motherland to go from where we're from and to learn our roots for real and to be a part of a solution for change because you know that's what the tribe vibe is all about i'm talking about jamaica or whatever but i want to make connections i want to get on ground and like I said, seasonally, I want to make an impact, you know, especially to be able to come share my trade, share recipes and stuff, and then also learn and to bring back some things too from a better for from another culture so that we can learn and be better together. Um, you know, the myth is Jamaica is behind and they may be on some things, but as far as true culture and roots, they got that figured out and the love that they showed me. I couldn't ask for anything more. I love you guys. I'm definitely going to be back. Um, and for real, share, like, comment, let me know what else you want me to know. Or, you know, tell me what you think about this whole Jamaica thing. Ask me questions about the whole gay situation or some things I may have missed. Or, you know, your feedback and input on your experience. And let me know how in comparison to, you know, what I went to. Tell me about some more spots that I can go visit the next visit I'm going to. Because I think it's going to be my birthday uh, visits for the next two to three years. I don't know. We'll see. You know, as long as God is there, I'm with it. But for now and until I see you the next time, y'all keep it a buck. All right. Keep that tribe vibe going. Thanks so much. for. Before I forget, check me out on all my socials. That's TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, Chef Third Eyes Show me some love. 
and let me give me some encouragement so I can go live. What do y'all want me to talk about? You know, the podcast is here, maybe some topics on there or whatever. I really want to get back on my gaming with the whole, um, what is it? The whole Twitch, but me and gaming, it's been like with my time and stuff and just, again, it's the whole going live thing. So I got to fight through that. You guys help me, give me some suggestions. What should I do? You know, because I get on there and I don't want to be rambling. I really want to interact, play some games with some people, whatever. I don't know. Like, <laughs> am I overthinking it? Yeah, whatever. Let me know. But most importantly, take care of yourselves and we'll talk soon. All right. What's good? It's your girl, Chef Third Eye Zoe here with you. And Tribe Vibe, are you ready for some black culture, some love, and some laughs? Let's go. Now you know somewhere somebody got to get paid, so here's the promo. Let's check out TribeVibeLLC.com. Make sure you check out the blog. Leave a comment. Join and subscribe so you can get some free tutorials. And if you a gamer man, tap in. Let's play online. Follow us on Twitch. All that good stuff. I have got all the links, social media, podcasting. We're on all platforms. And it's been great to come to the point where I can say that we're going to share the love. Keep tapped in. And when you purchase something, when you comment something, you get a chance, enter to get a chance to win some free merch. So remember that. Let's keep it going. Tribe Vibe.